You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief. On CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Monday night to you. This is the second hour of the show. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm being joined by super producer and host Dave Shepard. He is coming to you live from New York City. We're going to be hanging out here with you for the next three hours. It's a four-hour show. We get started 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. You can always listen on the free Odyssey app. You can tune in for free anytime. You can hit rewind. You can hit pause. You can call up and then listen to yourself after. You can do what you want. So listen on the Odyssey app. Thank you to everybody listening on your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate. People tuned in on Sirius XM Channel 158 and everybody listening on a smart speaker. If you want to talk to us here on the air, it's simple. Phone number is 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. You can find me online at JR Sport Brief. As of right now, this very moment, we're coming towards a conclusion for NFL wildcard weekend, we had some some good games over the course of the weekend. Uh, not as many blowouts as I thought. We saw some amazing comebacks. Uh, we saw some games that went down to the wire. All in all, it was a good first weekend of playoff action. But now we've entered into blowout land. Uh, right now, at this moment, with about five minutes left in the game, the Dallas Cowboys lead the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31-6. to Tom Brady was just out on the field, approaching the end zone, getting folded up like an accordion, uh, sacked on one play, uh, hit on another on fourth down, uh, had to throw the ball away to, you know, not fumble it. And this is just a disaster. The Dallas Cowboys are just trying to milk the clock at this point in time as they are going for a bomb. Yeah, there's there's no coming back. This, This game is over. And so all the conversations surrounding uh, Tom Brady and his future are about to begin. And in all honesty, if you're Tom Brady, why, why would you come back? Like everything that's taken place in Tampa has run its course. He wins a Super Bowl in his first season with the Buccaneers. The following seasons uh, don't work out. This season, a complete disaster as it seems that everyone on the squad was hurt, injured, offensive line. Uh, there was no Rob Gronkowski to come through and, and be a security blanket. Just too many injuries, uh, poor coaching, and it seems that this window is closed. And if you're a 45-year-old Tom Brady, what the hell are you sticking around with these guys for? 
Makes no sense. So I believe we're looking at Tom Brady, his final year as a member of the Bucks, And uh, we went through this last year. Tom Brady was retired for about 40 days. I, I, I don't think we're getting at this go-round. I think Tom Brady is going to uh, pack his bags and either go down to Miami, uh, potentially maybe go play for the Raiders. And I would say Tom Brady would play for the Niners, but the way Brock Purdy is going right now, I don't, I don't know if I want to pull him off of the field. Who knows? He might be, uh, I'm not going to call him Brady 2.0, but there's certainly some similarities there when you think about someone selected in the sixth round selected with the last overall pick, and he has the opportunity right now to go to the Super Bowl. And uh, it's just a matter of time right now for the Buccaneers before their season comes to a close. Uh, about four minutes left in this game. Dallas leading 31-6. to We'll let you know as uh, things continue on and as uh, Tom Brady is on his ass in this game more than I've seen in a very long time Uh, before we get to this game and break it down and and get to your calls etc I do want to talk about the game last night I was able to sit down and 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 watch this again or watch this as well but to end Sunday night and that happens to be the Ravens and the Bengals we know the Ravens season is over Uh, no shock no surprise there Uh, Lamar Jackson made it very clear uh, last week that he has no stability in his knee. And so Tyler Huntley went out there, and for the most part, I'd say he, he played a good game outside of a major turnover at the end. You know, fumbling the ball, allowing Sam Hubbard to take it 98 yards. A fumble return. The longest fumble return in the history of the NFL playoffs. A big man touchdown. 98 yards for the score, and that was pretty much it as the Bengals beat the Ravens 24-17. to uh, A big play at the end of the game that, that didn't go the way you would think. Tyler Huntley uh, going out there and in, on a goal line with an opportunity to put more points on the board to potentially close out the game, and he fumbled. And Sam ended up with the rock, and that was it. Tyler Huntley trying to go over the pile as opposed to going under, kind of burrowing for the touchdown. And that was that was all she wrote. And a lot of the conversations surrounding this game have been, why the hell did you not give the ball to J.K. Dobbins? And what was Harbaugh thinking? And then it was the reaction after the game from even J.K. Basically saying, I should have gotten the ball. I'll remind you of this. J.K. Dobbins, man, he missed all the last year with an ACL tear. He's still on his rookie deal. And he's over here destroying the coaches for not giving him the rock. And so the Bengals move forward. And the Ravens, they go home with a lot of question marks. What happens with Lamar? I can tell you this, J.K. Dobbins, this is for sure, he wasn't happy that he did not get the ball. Take a listen to this. Why am I not out there all the time? I should be the guy. I'm tired of holding that back. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of holding that back. Let's go win the game. I'm tired of holding back on that. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of I'm tired of I'm tired of it. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of it. Like, I'm tired of it. Well, maybe they want to measure your workload. I get it. It's one play of a game. So maybe not that much, but maybe maybe he didn't do his job. A matter of fact, I want you to listen to the play 
This is the Ravens radio network on that fumble. Listen to this. Huntley from under center. Quarterback keeper. He goes over top. Ball comes loose. It's recovered on a fumble. Sam Hubbard has it. He's sprinting in the other direction. No whistle or flag. Hubbard is to the 30, the 20, 10, 5, and he's in for the touchdown for Cincinnati. An unbelievable reversal. Now, John Harbaugh is going to look to his coaching staff to see if Huntley broke the plane with the ball. If he did, it's a Ravens touchdown. If he did not, it's an absolute disaster. Hmm. It was a disaster. John Harbaugh was asked about that play, that fumble on the goal line, and he pretty much said, yeah, Tyler Huntley didn't do what he was supposed to do. Listen to this. You decide whether you're going to hand it off, take it off the line, hand it back in the backfield, or whether you want a quarterback sneak it. We felt we had a good call. It's a push-sneak play. Uh, um you know, it wasn't executed just the right way. I mean, Tyler went over the top. That's a Burrow play. He's got to go low on that. That's the way the play's designed. Yeah, he's supposed to go low. He ain't go low. He went high. Who said that? Michelle Obama said that. I was we, just thinking that. Yeah, what would she say? When they go high, we go low? No, right? When they go low, we go high. When they go low, we go high. Well, Tyler Huntley needs to uh, pay attention to coach and not Michelle Obama because he was supposed to go low and well, I, yeah, he went high. Bad idea. Well, this is the deal. Nobody wants to watch Tyler Huntley play football. I don't want to watch him play. Harbaugh doesn't want to watch him play. None of his teammates want to watch him play. And I don't know how Tyler Huntley feels about this. But for the past several days, even J.K. Dobbins said that as a, a, a part of his, uh, his post game. It's just like, yeah, if uh, if Lamar was out there, we would have won. You know, last week, before we even got to the game, Sammy Watkins, who was never healthy, was talking about how they had a better chance of winning with Lamar as opposed to Tyler Huntley. And look, Tyler Huntley wasn't born yesterday. He knows nobody wants to see him play. People want to see Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson, all things considered, he was on social media today. And this is the way the world works. You go on social media, uh, you switch some photos up, you, you, you change some things around, and you pretty much let the world know that you are not happy with your current situation. Lamar Jackson decided to go on social media and thank everyone for their support. He wanted to talk about people being appreciative of who he is and, and, and having a good thing when you have it. Look, Lamar Jackson is, is no longer under contract. If they want to keep this man, they're going to have to come to terms on a new agreement or they're going to have to slap him with the franchise tag. I don't see a scenario that they just let Lamar Jackson you know, walk out of the building that they don't come to an agreement and now feel that they have to trade him. I think they're going to stick around. I think he's going to stick around, and they'll keep him. I think the worst thing here is that you have so many teammates, and then you even have ex-players who are saying that he should have just gone out there and played. We got Michael Vick before the game telling everybody, oh, he needs to just go out there and slap a brace on and just go play. 
Because Michael Vick played an entire season with a busted MCL. RG3 even went online and said, man, did, did you see how my career ended? Running around out there with a brace on, not having stability in your knee. Look how it turned out for me. And I don't know why everybody is beating up on Lamar Jackson. This man has gone out there, played, and gets his ass whooped. Yeah, sure, he's been hurt. He's been injured the past couple of seasons to end seasons. But I don't, I don't view him as someone who's just sitting out just for the cash. I think if he was able to go out there and play, he would. I didn't see an indicator all season long prior to his knee going out on him where he took an approach of, I'm going to play careful just because of my impending contract. There was nothing that said he had to go out there and play in the first damn place. And so I wish people would give Lamar Jackson a damn break. Shep, are you surprised? I don't think I've heard this much surrounding a a player in his contract status in a long time. It's it's been ongoing, JR. I mean, you have such a big part of your fan base that is adamant about the lack of weapons that Lamar Jackson has consistently had. And as a result, he has had to significantly overcompensate. And so because of that, he has not been nearly as durable as his counterparts. The Patrick Mahomes, the Joe Burrows, the Josh Allens, the Justin Herberts of the world. And he is very much so in that league. And you have constantly reiterated the MVP season that he had, the youngest unanimous MVP we have had in NFL history. He should be playing 15, 16, 17 games a year. He's not because the Ravens, unlike those other teams that I mentioned, are not surrounding him with the necessary ancillary parts. And it's a shame. And instead of realizing he's the best asset they've had since Ray Lewis and it's not even close, they continue to take advantage and not pony up. And it's rearing its ugly head, JR, and we saw that this weekend. Yeah, we're entering into a place that is very familiar in the world of sports. Star athlete plays his ass off. Star athlete gets hurt. Star athlete is in contract year. And now it's, it's open season. Because we get to a point where everyone wants to go ahead and pretty much you know, blame the team. The team needs to pay. And why doesn't the team play? And, and we hear that quite a bit. But now it's open season on Lamar. And I find it actually terrible that he's had teammates who have taken the approach to destroy him. We, we, got, we, got, we got Sammy Watkins, who doesn't play, opening up his yap about Lamar Jackson and how he should go out there. We got J.K. Dobbins after the game saying, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. And he says he was, his comments were taken out, out of context. We got, we got J.K. Dobbins saying, oh, yeah, if he was out there, then, then we would have won the game. And then you got Michael Vick, a former player, a legend, saying that he should have gone out there. And so Lamar Jackson is, is going to take a, a beating, unfortunately, I would say through the summer. He's going to take a beating. I assume that he will get tagged. I don't think that they're going to come to an agreement on a contract. Lamar coming off of his injuries, it'd probably be smart for him to do so. Uh, but it's just, a, it's just a poor situation that has already uh, devolved uh, in Baltimore. 
if you want to believe some of the fans online, you know, people are already looking at him and saying, oh, man, well, you know, maybe the New York Jets can go ahead and, and, and trade for Lamar Jackson. Lamar is going to be fine. Is he going to finish the season healthy? No, no, he's, he's going to be banged up. There's always some type of injury to his leg here uh, to end last season, to end this season, but he's still one of the best in the game. It'd be nice, as Shep mentioned, if he got some help uh, instead of just exploiting his legs, not allowing him to, to, to grow as a passer. And so the Ravens lose. We might as well be in store for, I don't know, a month, two, three months of uh, Lamar Jackson contract talks. And the Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals, they, they move on trying to go back to another Super Bowl. And a matter of fact, Joe Burrow barely walking away with a victory. Joe Burrow talked about the comeback and just grinding out another win. Yeah, that's what it looks like. And whenever you play a divisional team for the third time, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be ugly. All that matters is you come out with a win. That's all that matters. And we're going to get a damn good game next Sunday as the Cincinnati Bengals hit the road, go on to Buffalo, who had their own issues and own troubles, you know, putting away the Miami Dolphins. They got the job done, but it was much closer than I think uh, anyone would have necessarily imagined. So congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals as they uh, knock off the Ravens. Took them all the way to the, the final moments of the game. But now they have the Buffalo Bills, who I still feel is basically a team of destiny. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. Uh, Buccaneers throwing a meaningless touchdown in the final moments here against the Cowboys, 31-12. to As Tampa Bay is going to look to to add additional points here. When we come back, we're going to talk about the team I just mentioned, the squad that is going to go out there and host the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll talk about those bills. Uh, Credit to the Miami Dolphins. They hung in there with a third-string QB and were able to walk away, at least with their heads held high but not enough to knock off the Bills. It's the JR Sport Re Show here on CBS Sports Radio. We'll talk about those Bills, and we might have a final here in Monday Night Football when we come back. Don't move. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey JR, thanks for taking my call. Your show is badass and you always have a good quality bunch of callers. First of all, I'd tell you, man, I'm a big fan of yours, man. You kill it, man. You do great shows at night, man. Hey JR, how's it going? I just want to say I appreciate you. You're my uh, late night therapist, so I appreciate you. Thank you. Call in now at 855 212 4 CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio clock is ticking here on uh, the Buccaneers season. The Dallas Cowboys lead 31 to 14. A little more than a a minute left here in the game. The Buccaneers just just trying 
to put additional points up on the board. This game would have been done, I'd say, maybe about 15, 20 minutes ago. Uh, unfortunately, on this drive, as, as Tampa has been trying to get into the end zone, uh, Russell Gage, a wide receiver, uh, was carted off the field. The game was delayed, I'd say, for about uh, approximately 15 minutes. Uh, he was kind of clipped uh, by, by one of the Cowboys' defenders, caught like a forearm, a little bit of a forearm clothesline uh, to the neck. Uh, this man's neck was extended in a position that to the side that it, it should not be in. He's basically clotheslined from behind or to the side as he was falling to the ground. And he could not he could not lift himself up off the ground. And so we had many Dallas Cowboy players as well as uh, Tampa players who actually uh, took a knee in prayer as he was carted off of the field. And so I, I'm not going to speculate as to what his injury is, uh, but it's definitely a, a neck injury. Uh, and, and we hope that it's the uh, best possible outcome as Russell Gage carted off the field and uh, Tom Brady not able to complete the fourth down. So the Dallas Cowboys have this ball. As I watch here in the studio in Atlanta, uh, Jerry Jones is, is having one hell of a celebration already uh, in his suite as the Dallas Cowboys pick up a victory, it's just a matter of the clock being run out. Michael Parsons celebrating. Uh, Mike McCarthy celebrating on the sideline as well, giving hugs to uh, Kellen Moore. And the Cowboys are just taking the knee to run things out. The final score of this game, 31-14. to 14. And we can all start the speculation as to what Tom Brady is going to do just over the next several months. You know, I I I pretty much know as, as Dak is getting hugs and they're enjoying this. Got the camera in Dak's face. Hey Shep, the Dallas Cowboys won one. It's it's official, thirty-one to fourteen. Uh, Dallas moves on in Tampa Bay. They go home. Brady's not too mystified by everything. He's not deflated like you usually see after a loss from him. I, you know, I, I don't, it, when you get your ass whooped all year, you know, is there anything surprising? Well, like what is, there's, he's going to have his press conference and they're going to ask him about his future. Of course. He's going to say, I don't know. And that's that's it. There's uh, there's nothing else to think about. So I'm, I'm so that he, so he okay. So that's I I don't know if that's his sister. I know that was his dad that he gave a kiss on the cheek to. He gave a tip of the cap to the fans. Obviously, being in Tampa Bay, yeah, he's done. I well, yeah. Well, for Tampa, he's done in Tampa. Tampa. That's what that looked like. Because because Jr. We we made a big deal about this when Aaron Rodgers decided to go off and not elect to give a jersey to an opposing player and went off with, obviously, uh, and I believe it was Randall Cobb. And correct me if I'm wrong, Jerry. I apologize. I, I'm pretty sure it was Randall Cobb. Yeah, it was and he, Randall. He's right. walking out arm right. and arm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. you knew what to make of that, right? Actions speak a lot louder than words. So whatever he was asked and whatever he wanted to say about retirement, and no matter what the Packers management wanted to make of that, that was Aaron Rodgers basically waving the the white flag for his career in Green Bay. I think this was Brady waving the white flag for his career in Tampa. 
as if to say I'm smiling on my way out of here. I'm giving Dap to Dak and giving him his proper due diligence because I know this is my last game here, and I can do better, and I can have better supporting pieces. I I believe in the case of uh, Aaron Rodgers, that's just him being dramatic. Fair fair enough. In in the case of uh, Tom Brady, I think Tom Brady is just – I think he is saying goodbye and and, and thank you to the folk. Why the hell would he stay? Why? If he wants to continue playing football, he can probably find a better option. When he went to Tampa Bay, it was a plug-and-play type system. Had a strong offensive line, had strong offensive weapons, and that has obviously deteriorated over the past two seasons. And so Tampa Bay is no longer an ideal place for Tom Brady to play. And so he can still play. But I think it's probably time to, to move on. And I, I think the book has been written. I think it's closed. You know, we can't take away from anything that Tom Brady has done in Tampa. He won a Super Bowl. I mean, it's, everybody up in New England has is, is still been itching and thinking about one. They're thinking about whether or not Mac Jones is their QB. As we get shots of Tom Brady in the back, Head hung low, walking towards the locker room. Dak Prescott on the field being interviewed right now. Four touchdowns tonight for Dak Prescott. We know interceptions can certainly uh, be a bugaboo for Dak. Not tonight. Four TDs as the Dallas Cowboys knock off the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the wild card round of the playoffs. Uh, Dallas Cowboys move on. And the Buccaneers, they go home. And this is probably going to be the best thing that we will see from Tampa Bay in a long time. They're going to have their work cut out for them to even get back to any type of Super Bowl contention. I think we've seen Tom Brady in that uniform for the final time. We'll talk more about this as the game concludes, obviously, or as the game has already concluded. We'll hear more from this as these guys start going to the podium over the next hour. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We will get to this game when we come back on the other side. I do want to talk about the the Buffalo Bills. I want to talk to you about the Dolphins. Uh, I did mention the 49ers as a potential destination for Tom Brady, but I think that door might even be closed because of somebody named Brock Purdy. Uh, We'll talk about Purdy as well. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I appreciate you being the show for the people. I stumbled on your show one night and I've been listening to it for about two months now. I drive trucks at night and I appreciate that. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. It's done, it's finished. The wild card round 
for the NFL is done. The Dallas Cowboys beat Tampa Bay 31-14. to Complete domination. Uh, Tom Brady had to throw the ball 66 times. He's going to have plenty of time uh, to ice his arm in the offseason. We don't know if we will see Tom Brady throw another pass in the NFL. I do believe we've seen him throw his final pass for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they were just completely dominated. And the Dallas Cowboys will now move on uh, to take on the San Francisco 49ers in the divisional round of the playoffs. You might recall last season, uh, the 49ers were the team that actually embarrassed the Dallas Cowboys and knocked them out of the playoffs last season uh, to open things up. And so that should be a damn good matchup watching Dallas and the 49ers. As we know, Brock Purdy is on his own, you know, magic carpet ride. Uh, Over the weekend, it certainly looked like Seattle was going to give the 49ers uh, a little bit of a run to stay in there and uh, didn't work out that way. Uh, We saw some turnovers, but ultimately we saw the 49ers uh, run away with this game late especially as the Seahawks earlier on in the game, right before halftime, uh, had a lead. And Purdy was able to generate four touchdowns by himself. You you might forget he is a rookie. You might forget he was the last dude selected uh, in the entire draft. But he has so much talent around him. Uh, he threw three touchdowns in the air. He rushed for another one. Uh, the 49ers as a team in whole, They rushed for 181 yards, and now we know they're going to take on the Dallas Cowboys. Kyle Shanahan, the head coach, running the ship. He says, look, Brock Purdy, like he's done since he's taken over, he just ran the game plan perfectly. We didn't have the luxury to sit there and worry about stuff the way the game was going. Um, We just had to call plays to try to win the game and he did such a hell of a job and he's done it every time since so um, we got a lot of confidence in him and he gives us more and more confidence each week yeah four touchdowns will, will do that for you he is not playing uh, like a rookie Brock Purdy and he was hyped up before the game too the pregame they had a uh, you know comparisons and introductions comparable to UFC fighter and heavyweight champ and, and WWE guy Brock Lesnar and Brock Purdy's getting all the hype. He was asked before the game, man, were you nervous? This is what Brock Purdy had to say. You know, there was some some emotion going into the game. Like, you know, you could just feel it, you know, in the environment with the fans and um, our teammates. Like, man, this is win or, or go home. And so, um, you know, you did feel that. I feel like pregame and whatnot. But once the game started, it was all, hey, it's 11 on 11. I got to do my job. I got to get it to the guys um, when they're in space and, and uh, go from there. Yeah, we know his next game now will be against the Dallas Cowboys as the Cowboys just defeat Tampa Bay 31-14. to 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Let's go ahead and hit these lines up. We got George from Miami. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR. How's it going? I'm good, George. What's on your mind? Well, uh... First of all, I wanted to hear your thoughts on whether or not you think um, Dallas has a real shot here against San Francisco. I've, I've thought that San Francisco has uh, 
the most complete team in the NFL, and this young young buck, uh, Birdie, is has just managed uh, you know that well-oiled machine um, just fine. But wanted to get your thoughts on that. Uh, well, I can give you a, a short answer. We we have all week. Uh, to talk about that matchup. The Dallas Cowboys are going to be in San Francisco next Sunday, next Sunday afternoon, late game. Uh, we'll see Dallas taking on San Francisco. The answer is yes. I mean, does Dallas have a, a, a chance against San Francisco? Yes. Uh, we saw what they can do tonight when they're running on all cylinders. They dropped 31 points on the road. Uh, I know Dak Prescott is going to be looking to make up for what was a disaster last season against the 49ers in an elimination in the, the playoffs. And so, yeah, Dallas Cowboys ain't no no pushover. I know there's always a lot to be made about the Cowboys and their last Super Bowl and how they always choke and they never win. So what are we supposed to think? That the Dallas Cowboys are going to suck forever? Look, we know that Dak Prescott can be up, he can be down. I can see Dak Prescott throwing three touchdowns and having two interceptions. We've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, from Dak. I still think he's a he's a good quarterback. I think you can win a championship with him, uh, but he has to be playing the best football in a stretch. He can't be turning the football over. And tonight against Tampa, we saw the best football from this man as he went out there and threw four touchdowns. So do the Cowboys stand a chance? Against the Niners, yes, and yes, and absolutely. I know Brock Purdy is is looking damn good. Are we going to be shocked if he if he has a dud of a performance in the playoffs? No, it would be expected. Let's see if the 49ers can overcome that if it should happen. Eight five five two one two four CBS. That's eight five five two one two four CBS. Greg is here from Michigan. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR, the man with the swagger and the lyrical spit, Mr. Positive. Hey, happy uh, Michael Luther King Day. Um, Thank you. Okay. Hey, I got to ask you. I'm nervous. I, uh, I'm worried about my bills. I know you're going to talk about them. I'm worried that Josh Allen is turning into uh, Matt Stafford Jr., Uh-oh. though he can run. What's wrong? Uh, 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 hopefully it's not his arm. Hopefully he's able to think um, and not throw uh, interceptions. I just uh, think he tries too much. I'm worried, Jr. I'm very well, worried. We, we, we've seen this uh, more so early on in Josh Allen's career trying to do too much. We saw him uh, doing too much in the game yesterday. As Are they going to win? Say again? Are they going to win? Against the Bengals? Yes, sir. Please. I'm- so, yeah. I, I, I believe so. I think Buffalo will, will take care of the Bengals, especially now that we know that the offensive line for the Bengals, especially with Jonah Williams and his knee injury and Kappa, I, I want to give the edge to the Buffalo Bills there. Thank uh, you. You, you. Well, that doesn't mean it's going to happen now. Right. Four turnovers. I mean, Josh Allen fumbled the ball three times. He only lost it once. He threw two interceptions. Is he going to look this bad and this ugly against the Bengals, can he look worse than this? I don't think he can. He didn't necessarily get the most help. It was a sloppy, ugly game. And thank you, Greg, for calling from Michigan. He he was sacked seven times. 
And the Dolphins didn't do themselves any favors, especially even at the end of the game. I mean, they were already trailing. It was 34-31, and a little more than two minutes left in the game. And I don't know what the hell the, the Dolphins were thinking. They were on a, a fourth down. Uh, they didn't get a playoff in time. They had a delay a game penalty. They got moved back five yards. And the Dolphins just shot themselves in the foot. Even with a third-string quarterback, they were able to stay competitive in the game. And afterwards, rookie head coach Mike McDaniel, who had a little bit of an, an up-and-down season as a rookie head coach, he was asked, why the hell didn't y'all get a playoff? This is what he had to say. There was some communication that we'd gotten the first down, so then we were deploying a group of players for the first and ten call, and then it was it was articulated uh, that no, it was fourth down. I had just had gotten convicted information that it was a first down, probably the first time all year that that had happened. Oh, so how about that? The head coach doesn't know what the hell is going on on the field, and that certainly uh, that doesn't sound good by any stretch of the imagination. I, I can't believe that even heading into this game, there were conversations. People were asking me whether or not Mike McDaniel was on the hot seat. I'm like, so what are we, what are we doing? The man goes to the playoffs for a team that was missing its, its star quarterback uh, for, for stretches throughout the year because of concussions. He went on a winning streak, goes on a losing streak. So what do, what do we expect from the rookie head coaches? For them to come out in the first year and just be miracle workers? Can we give the damn guy a break? The Dolphins, I don't know what they do next year, but I would expect Mike McDaniel to learn from the experiences of this year and, and build on it. You've got to be so quick to fire everybody. Josh Allen is moving on. They're going to host the Bengals, as I mentioned, on Sunday. And for a game that was closer than I ever thought it would be, Josh Allen says, yeah, man, we... We just played a seesaw. Listen to this. One week seasons, man. That's that's it. Got to take it one and zero, one game at a time. Um, thought we did some good things today. Um, I did some bad things today. You know, some stuff to clean up, some some things to learn from. Um, but we'll grow from it. It's all all that matters is surviving and advancing. Um, it doesn't matter how we win. It's if we win. And uh, proud of our guys for playing the way they did. Yeah, they had a seventeen point lead, seventeen to nothing. And they let Skylar Thompson go out there. He didn't have the greatest of games, but they were they, they kept it competitive. I, I give credit to the, the Miami Dolphins for not just getting smashed. I thought that would be a complete destruction. And the Bills get away by field goal. Kudos to them. 855-212-4CBS. Rob is calling from Charlotte. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up? What's going on, JR? How you doing, sir? Happy I'm New good, Year. Rob. What's on your mind, man? Man, I think Lamar Jackson is being done very wrong. He went from the last pick to MVP. You can't get no better than that, man. And then Vic, Michael Vic, you got paid. You know you was like, you got paid. This man ain't even get paid yet. How are they gonna? How are you gonna say something like that? You're referring to uh, Mike Vic saying, "Go out there, put a brace on, and just play," right? Exactly. He got paid a hundred and some million dollars back in the day. The more I ain't get paid yet, sir. I mean, somebody's going to pay him, though. I, I think the Vikings should look at him. Wow. Well, I, I don't know if – well, first, I don't know if the Baltimore Ravens are prepared to just hit the eject button 
this would be franchise altering. Like from from all things, unless Lamar Jackson is legitimately quitting on them in this off season, there's no reason for him to go elsewhere or to allow think, him to go. I think anywhere. they are, Jay. I think they are, though, Jay, man. Because I mean, they didn't give him no weapons. They didn't did, did anything for him, man. That's the that's the best quarterback they had since Steve McNair. Correct. Yeah, but I don't I don't know if they they're hitting the eject button, and it's not necessarily it, a. It would be bad for business for the football team it would be bad for business when it comes to the overall franchise i think it would send a terrible message to the fan base because let's be real if lamar jackson is not on the team next year what are the ravens doing well how many games are they winning six three five less (laughs) you know so you you can't do that i think they're going to tag him and the, the only way he's not on the team next year is if he pitches a fit and maybe he does. I, I don't think he will. But w- with everything that we've seen over the past couple of days, if he decides to move on, I, I can't fault him. He had guys in his own locker room questioning whether or not, you know, he would be available or if he was available to go out there and play. And uh, I, I don't even know if these guys who open up their mouth, whether it's Dobbins or Sammy Watkins, whether they got enough clout. Uh, in the locker room to even say anything. They may not be back on the team. And so it's it's tricky. We have no idea what's going to take place with Lamar Jackson. It's just uh, it's sad when you got your own teammates just out there calling you out. And you can't you can't play. And he has no stability in his knee. What do you, what do you want from him? You want him to risk his career? It's not even so much about his his contract. It's his career can end, period. He could have got paid or not. I don't know if it's, it's worthwhile. And, and who who's anybody to question it? You not his knee. You not his body. Give it a damn break. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. We don't know what will happen with Lamar Jackson. And right now, this minute, Tom Brady is speaking to the media. Buccaneers just lost, eliminated from the playoffs, 31-14 to by the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, When Tom Brady finishes up here, we'll hear from Tom Brady. I'm going to share with you some of the plays as well. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.